I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Cross the desert's bare, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Hi, I'm Cope Reynolds, and welcome to The Shooting Bench, the most radical, right-wing, conservative, no-holds-barred, information-packed, freedom-loving, firearms information program on talk radio, beginning right now. Die. Fight, and you may die. Run, and you'll live. 
at least a while. I'm dying in your bed many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! All right, here we are. Welcome to the Shooting Bench. It is the 5th of February, and it's a Wednesday. And we're halfway through hump day, halfway through this week already. A lot of stuff going on. I told you all we got some snow. It's been colder than heck here. Um, snow is not bad. As a matter of fact, we woke up to 1 degree this morning. It never got over 30 today, So, which is not that unusual for this part of the country for this time of year. But uh, it doesn't mean I have to like it. It's going to be nicer for the next couple of days, though, so we'll uh, we'll keep you keep you informed there. Got a lot of a lot of things to talk about tonight, and uh, one of those is going to be flashlights. We'll get to that in a little bit. You know, we had a whole flashlight show here. It's been several years ago now. Uh, I need to update that just a little bit. I'm not going to get too in depth with it, but uh, I've got some new information, and I think that some of you may be interested in that. Everybody should be having should have a uh, an EDC flashlight, an everyday carry flashlight. When I started carrying every day, I could not imagine how in the world I got to be that old without having one. You know, there was always a flashlight in the glove box, or a flashlight in the you know in the house, in the pantry, or something, or in the barn. Um, but with with modern technology. You know, those were all double A's and, and C batteries and, and six-volt lanterns and stuff. And it's not anything you just drop in your pocket. With modern technology, there is no excuse whatsoever not to have some some illumination with you at all times. They've got some that are uh, not much bigger than a quarter. Then you can put on a keychain or hang around your neck, um, put in a watch pocket or something. They've got... Pin, uh, pretty decent little flashlights the size of a pencil. And they've got others that are, you know, about the size of a little, about the size of a roll of quarters. And then those are amazing lights. So anyway, we're going to get into that in a little bit. I, uh, let me go check my deal here. I think looks like everything's moving here. We should have sound. Everything's working all right, hopefully. So. Something else we're going to do, for those of you that are listening, I can't tell who it is because I'm still, uh, myself and many of you are still not able to get on the chat room. I don't know what's the matter. I can't figure it out. So this weekend I will be looking at changing chat rooms. I won't know how I will be able to announce that other than on the air. I can't post it on the chat room because I can't get on. Actually, maybe I can't. Because I could get on the chat room on my phone, but for some reason I still think it's a flash player problem, but you know, most everybody seems to be having problem with it. So unless that gets resolved in some manner between now and this weekend, uh, Monday will have us using a new, a new chat room client or server or whatever in the heck you call it. Okay. Um, a little update on the coronavirus. It's uh, still growing. A lot of people are are uh, poo-pooing it still. You know, time will tell. We'll see how how uh, how bad it's going to get. Uh, still not uh, excited about you know going overboard with it here, but I'm not excited about ignoring it yet either. So a lot of people still dying in China. A lot of videos being. Uh, bootlegged out of uh, China with at the risk of uh, imprisonment and uh, some pretty pretty telling information coming out of China right now so I can't uh, obviously I can't show you videos on here but uh, anyway just know that they're there a lot of them be found for you Facebookers a lot of them can be found on my Facebook page I did find something. Dang, I sure wish I could get into the chat room. I did find a great article. Let me bring this up here. Uh, and I don't believe, 
I mentioned it on Monday. I may have, but I don't care. I'm going to mention it again. So let me find it here real quick. Take me just a second. Right there it is. And, okay. There is an article out now that uh, confirms concretes uh, something that I have said for 20 years. And I've told you this many times, that those of us that have colloidal silver in our systems in the event of a biological disaster will have a much better chance of surviving that disaster or that attack than those that don't. I've always said that. It's so cheap and easy to make, it frustrates me to death that people can't, you know, this never tried it before, tell you all the bad things about it they think they know. Well, I know I've been using it for 20 years. My kids have been using it since they were born. I have a great many customers and friends that's been on this for the same amount of time that I have. So there's a, and you can look this up. If you want to write this down, I can't put it in the chat room for you, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what this uh, website is. It's one that says that the title of it is Colloidal Silver Beats Coronavirus and the Clinical Documentation. So here you go. It's uh, HTTPS colon slash slash, which you can probably leave that part out. The uh, uh, website is thesilveredge.com slash colloidal dash silver dash beats dash coronavirus one word dash the dash clinical dash documentation so if you didn't catch all that it'll be on the archives right now this show will be playing on the archive again um, through um, I'll put it on there to play again tonight after it's over just for this reason. Great article. It's a pretty kind of a long article, not not really, but kind of. And a lot of good information on there about colloidal silver and the coronavirus and, and other things that are related to it. So okay, let's let's get on with the flashlight thing a little bit. <clears throat> We've talked a few times about your everyday carry flashlight and you know it, it during for quite a while there it was uh surefire and um oh shoot what's the other one um anyway there was two what in the heck why can't i think of that it's crazy uh it'll come to me in a minute anyway there was two major companies that, that did this and surefire was top of the line it was just, it was the best there was, hands down. Of all the people that tried to make tactical flashlights, none of them were very successful uh, except Surefire. But, and part of that was due to their patented reflector that they had on the lights. You know, as I told you before, the amount of lumens they put out is not as important as how that reflector is built. So if you've got a, a uh, marvelous reflector and uh you know surefire style reflector then it uh it's going to be fine i was i'm stuttering here because i just got a message in from the tinker one but a lot of these are not that way but this technology is getting out and a lot of these flashlights have really improved and there are a lot of a lot lot of decent flashlights out there good flashlights for you and there's some that are as low as, you know, five bucks. Now, I wouldn't go that far as for an everyday carry flashlight, but for something just to drop in a purse or a glove box to have a spare, they're great little lights. You can get them anywhere. Uh, pretty rugged little lights. They work fine. And, but the, the better ones, and I, I talked about the one I got at Lowe's the other, no, three or four months ago. I'm not going to go into that again. I didn't buy it for a tactical flashlight. I got it for, a, uh, a working light and it works really well. One of the things I don't like about it is that crazy strobe light on there. I still haven't find, I know the premise behind that, 
but I am absolutely not in full agreement that it should be, um, you should have a little more control over when you use it. You know, if you click a lot of these, including this one in my pocket right now, it uh, if you if you click them too fast and don't wait for two seconds, you have to go through that strobe feature and then back to the other lights. I want to just turn it on and turn it off. I can live with a high and a low. I want the high to come on first and then the low. Yeah, but other than that, you know, I, I, that's, that's, I want to keep it pretty simple. A good friend of mine just went down to uh, uh, Big Five, <clears throat> excuse me, and got a, a pretty neat little light. It's not a bad deal for the money. It's 20 bucks. You know, the price has gone down. Once, you know, we used to buy all those Surefire lights. You know, the one in my pocket right now was $80, and that was one of the cheapest ones. And, and uh, I've got several of them that were over 200 and there's, you know, with this technology being advancing all the time, you can get that same quality of light for you know, those $200 lights for 70 bucks or less now and get a really, really good light. Lots of good names out there. I don't have uh, all of them right in front of me. Olight is a good one. Um, that one I was trying to think about, well, pro, uh, pro, what the heck? It starts with a P. The one I was trying to think of a while ago. Streamlight doesn't start with a P. It starts with an S. Streamlight. That's the other, they're, they're pretty good lights. But this one right here, the guy got them and he said, I want to get some of these for birthday presents. I don't know if they're any good. He said, I know you, you know, you mess with this kind of stuff all the time. You know what to expect and, and, uh, what to look for. He said, would you take this and, and try it out for me, and I'll, and I'll just give it to you. You can have it if you'll give me a good, uh, or a, not a good report, but an honest report on it, and let me know. What it, so I'm going to check it out, and uh, this one is, I kind of like it. It's about the size of, um, well, back to the, to the roller quarters thing. It has the double... Uh, pocket clip on it or whatever you want to call it it's a um it'll face either way you can either stick it on your the bill of your cap or you can just stick it on your pocket it's 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 two directional i guess either way it's facing you can you can clip it on something it doesn't take up any extra room it might be a tiny bit higher profile than a single clip but not a lot uh, I'm not a real big fan of the focus on it, but it's better than some. You remember I told you there was some at five bucks a while ago? What I don't like about them is you just grab the head of it and slide it back and forth. And if you pull it all the way back, it's a wide angle lens. And if you pull it all the way out, it's a spot. It's a narrow, narrow beam. That's okay. It's pretty fast. But it moves real easily. And if you just bump it on something while you're in the middle of a, you know, fixing to be in a gunfight or something, then it changes everything and you have to, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. This one is kind of like that. You move the head the same way, but the head screws back and forth. So even if you bump it, you might change the angle just a tiny little bit, but it'd probably be imperceptible. You know, so, so small amount it wouldn't matter. So you screw this thing out all the way, and it's a pretty tight um, spotlight, a pinpoint. And it gets out there pretty good. I'm going to be testing it over the next few days here and give him a good report on it uh, Monday. You pull it all the way back in, the head, pull the head all the way back in, and it is a, I'm looking at it right here, two feet away from me, two feet away from the light, the, the, beam, the, the, the lens of the light to the wall. There is probably a 28-inch circle there. So if it does that much that close, you can only see how much room it would, uh, how much real estate it would cover if you were outside somewhere. Now, this would not be good for finding anything. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it kind of lights up an area, a large area. It would be good to stand on its end, which is flat and stands up easily. So you put that in the middle of a room uh, if you didn't have anything else. And use it kind of as an emergency lantern, and uh, it would light up pretty well. And I'll, I'll, I'm 
kind of learning all this stuff right now. But one of the things I like about it best, I've never liked the rechargeable lights because a lot of them are sealed and you can't change the battery or they're a type of battery that you have to get another rechargeable for it. This one has a rechargeable battery. It is the um, 16340, if you want to look that up. 16340. You can find those on Battery Junction or anywhere. Just do a search for it, Amazon or whatever. That is a rechargeable battery, a single rechargeable battery. And it is exactly the same size. It can be easily replaced with the CR123. That is an awesome feature. You just plug it in to recharge it with your standard uh, phone cord for the mini USB. So any place you can charge most of your phones, not the iPhones and stuff and the, some of the newer Androids. But, uh, you know, there's a million other devices out there that charge like this, tablets and everything else. So you shouldn't have a hard time finding a way to charge it. There is a very, very discreet red and blue LED on there. That or I mean red and, and, and green LED. Red when it's charging and green when it, it gets charged all the way. So that's a neat feature. And if you forget to charge it or you know not able to or something, you just pop that battery out, put it in your pocket, and get a, a CR123 and drop in it, and voila, you're right back in business. This has a, uh, on high, oh, it's got two, it doesn't have the strobe feature, which I despise. So you, but it has two, um, power settings. It's got 520 lumens or 160 lumens. 160 is way more than adequate for 90% of what you'll need it for. And on 160 lumens, you get two hour battery life on a single battery. And you get half of that on 520 lumens. You get one hour. Um, it is, now this is always hokey right here. This is kind of stupid, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. The high, the distance that it shows on high is 172 meters, and on low is 120 meters. That's stupid. You can turn a flashlight on top of a mountain and see it 14, 15, 25 miles away or whatever. Um, you know, well over a mile anyway. I'm just I'm exaggerating there. Um, so I don't know what they're <clears throat> what they're getting to this, but it's waterproof, water resistant, and drop resistant up to one meter. So uh, pretty and they're twenty bucks. You know, you can't hardly beat it. It's called Firepoint. Firepoint. High output, 500 plus lumens. A Firepoint X, actually, I think it says. And the model number, best I can tell of all the stuff that's on here, the model number is W2659. Whiskey 2659er. Sounds like there may be something going on outside. I shall return. Okay, turned out to be nothing, so didn't have to be gone very long. All right, back to, uh, I was talking about the flashlights at Firepoint. The, uh, I still think, arguably, I don't know for sure, I still think Surefire is probably some of the, the, the best out there. And uh, great warranty, uh, remarkable selection, but they are expensive. They're, they're not cheap at all. But um, there's probably, I don't even know, probably, a hundred or two hundred companies out there that are making uh, acceptable flashlights. So, from a tactical standpoint, from something you might use while you're clearing your your home or or something like that, you want something with a uh, a tail switch. You want the push button in the the tail in the end of the flashlight. It's not a deal breaker if it's somewhere else, but that is absolutely the most convenient. And we can thank Mike Harry's for that because of the the Harry's flashlight technique. That push button was born because of him. So, but uh, and a lot of them are that way. But you have to look and see if uh, you know if it's a an inset button or if the button is um, sticking out from the the tail a little bit. 
If it is, then that keeps you from being able to set it down. It also makes you where you can allow it to bump it. You know, a lot of these have a momentary switch. A momentary switch means you, you, you don't push it all the way until it clicks. You just touch it, push it in part way, and it comes on, let it off, and it turns off. And if it's sticking out of there, then it's easy for you to bump it on something. And in a tactical situation, you know, clearing your home or, you know, trying to hide out somewhere or something for a little bit, and you accidentally bump it with your elbow or, or something like that, then you, you know, this could be uh, a bad thing. So make sure that the button is at least level, if not inset slightly from the uh, from the tail end. The thing I like about every everyday carry flashlight, the thing I like about the, the single battery. See when when Surefire used to have in their their original flashlights, all of them. You you got a hundred percent of the brightness a hundred percent of the time. When it got to where the brightness diminished, the battery was going dead, then the battery was dead, and the light went out. And now, that was that was a bad thing. It didn't, it didn't dim down. It gave you no warning. It just quit, and I hated that. So I, I decided I always needed to carry an extra battery with me in case that went out. I could change it real quick and get back in, the, in business there if I need to. But um, they've changed that, finally, about uh, 2007 or somewhere in there, where the batteries, uh, where, where the lights dimmed down a little bit when the batteries were getting weak. So it gave you a little bit of an indication. You had a few minutes there that you could swap it out whenever you, you know, could uh, get a chance to get undercover or, you know, whatever. But I still want to carry one with me. Now the reason that's the reason I like the single cell um, CR123s or double A's, you know, if, if that's the case. Um, I like the CR123s because it's compatible with the rest of my flashlights, but, but I, I only have to carry a single battery with me instead of two. So the CR23 is um, it's about twice the size. No, it's not even twice the size of a thimble. Probably one and a. Th- third times the size of a thimble so it's not it's not a big inconvenience to carry an extra one with you and um, I always carry one you know I my I've told you guys my, my everyday carry I don't know how many times about the different things that I carry well a battery for my flashlight is one of those things and uh, I really I really think I'm gonna like this new flashlight I've got some things to do over the next couple of days that's going to be required to do after dark some inspection stuff, and uh, I'm going I'm to check it out, and I'll get back with you. I'll give you all the features of it now, and then I'll give you a, a brief report uh, next Monday after I um, ring it out a little bit. But so far, I think I'm going to like it. I'm not a, you know, we'll see how durable it is. We'll see how the batteries last, and just because it says some one thing on the package doesn't mean that that's the way it's always going to be. So I will... Uh, I will keep you informed of that, but I, I you probably, I won't say probably, but you may not quite be in agreement with me on how important a flashlight is, but if you would start carrying one, get you a small one, uh, a good quality, then have to be a $100 light, to go and get a, one of these $20 lights or something. And carry it with you. Now, let me let me let me stop right there and back up real quick. There has been some twenty dollar tactical lights out at the tactical quote unquote at you know Sam's Club, Walmart and stuff for a few years. These were twenty dollar tactical lights. They you know they were they were cheap. They were little. They were gimmicks as far as you know the real important issues with a flashlight. Uh, but they work. They were okay for, for generic utility use. But some of these $20 lights now, like this one, if this one does what I really think it's going to do, this may be a fighter. It may be something to, you know, to hang on to. And for 20 bucks, I'm, it's kind of like my knife. Remember I told, told you my knife was, uh, uh, what were they? 12, $14 or whatever, $16 or something like that. Uh, and I couldn't believe it. I said, well, you know, it's no good. It's fine. I'll just throw it away if it doesn't work. I'm still carrying my original one. Uh, I've been carrying it now for a year and a half or so. 
and I absolutely still very much 100% completely love this knife. And this flashlight may turn out to be the same way. The, the price may be um, may be uh, surprising. We'll see. So anyway, I think I need to go to a break right now, and then I'll come back in a little while, and we'll finish this up. So stay with me. I'll be back. another segment of the shooting bench right here on the survival circle radio network okay shall we get back with it here and finish this up the um you know a couple of pretty good stories here and actually there's several but we probably won't have time to do all of them but let's, oh, by the way, my latest article is up now on Brubaker Arms blog. It's called, I Canceled My Life Insurance Today. And you can find it at brubakerarms.com and then go to blog. And uh, a couple of my stories right there. If you read it and if you like it, click the little heart there at the, 
at the uh, bottom of the story or in the in the box there where you click on it and, and uh, feel free to leave a comment if you'd like you can see of the stories that's on here obviously mine's uh my name is on the ones that uh that i did it's it's i mean it's not hard to sort out the ones from the other ones there okay if by any remote stretch by any remote possibility if i were to ever choose a favorite NFL team, which is grossly unlikely, but if I did, it would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Their behavior and their performance before, during, and after the game has been inspiring. There um, several of them. It's not just one guy. There's several of them there that... Uh, I've got pictures of them here, a couple of them holding rifles, uh, dealing with, uh, I think the uh, title of the story was Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, good to support police because they support us in every single way. And they're both holding sniper rifles and act like they're having a good time there. But uh, I've, I've read where they have... Uh, some of them have, you know, paid for the, the fees for dogs that were up for adoption and helped build houses, and they've done all this stuff. And, and you know, that's not, by in and of itself, is not incredibly unusual. I mean, there's others that do it too. But, you know, this is this is the whole team, and they've just, they've really conducted themselves in a manner very sportsmanlike manner and that to me is unusual for the last few years here especially for the nfl thugs most of them but uh, doesn't change my my opinion of football one little bit but these guys have they they stick out above the the rest of me and i told you the other day you know they won their their through the first super bowl in 50 years and and uh, very conducted themselves very well afterwards. So. All right, moving right along. <clears throat> Your friend and mine, Joe Biden, wants to do away with nine millimeter pistols. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So he says a week after he told voters the Second Amendment doesn't protect a magazine with a hundred clips in it. What? Well, now he's after more of a, a singular singular brand of gun. He's on a private campaign in Seattle, and he says he's called for a ban on 9mm pistols. Of course, that doesn't mean anything just coming from him while he's on the campaign trail or whatever. But um, anyway, that's that's it just tells you his – right now it means nothing. It just gives you his attitude towards us and, and our guns and – and uh, that is totally, absolutely, 100% unacceptable. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this and see see how it goes along here. I don't expect it to get too far. He won't. He has as much chance as a one-legged man to ask a contest here getting in on this. But, but he'll be in there planting seeds and doing the best he can. So now for some good news. Hang on a minute. Let me check a news story just came in here. Let me check here. You know, we may have some good news. Let me refresh my my uh, chat here. And still nothing. Okay, well, we'll just keep plugging along then. All right, where are we at? Here we, here we are right here. We're sitting in this chair. You know, there's you know, we talked about the new Glock 22 and the the uh, Ruger 5.7 and all this stuff, Ruger 57. And you think that there's just no place anymore for, that there's just no niches that haven't been filled. There's a, there's a gun for every occasion. Different colors, different weights, different material, um Construction material, different grips, different triggers, different hammers, different 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 different. 
But they still manage every year to come up with something a little tiny bit different. Taurus has come out here with their 942, and I like it. I'm not a, a huge fan of, of pocket, you know, 22 revolvers. But <clears throat> this one here, now it's a tar. Let me see what the price tag is on this. Uh, $369. Not bad. It's, uh, it appears to be there's a stainless and a blue. Well, stainless and blue is not going to be the same price. Uh, grips for the new, let's see. MSRP begins at $369 for the matte black. So obviously the stain one's, stainless one's probably going to be $30, to $40, $50 higher. But still, not, uh, not real bad considering what it is. Taurus makes great handguns. I have absolutely no problem with hand, with Taurus handguns. I've told you before, uh, my 38, my little two inch 38 stainless steel model 85 I've had since, uh, I bought it in Atlanta, Georgia in 19 something. 19, probably, probably about 94 or 95, somewhere in there. And, uh, still got it, still shoots well. Um, it's a, it's a great little deep concealment piece. And, and I'm not a real big fan of the 38 special cartridge, but, um, it'll do the trick. You know, put the right stuff, put plus P's in it, and, and the Taurus will handle plus P's. And it uh, it does a fine job. And this little 2-inch 22 here, 8-shot, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sure it could serve the same purpose. Oh, wait, hold the presses. I should have read this more thoroughly instead of glancing over it. Here we have, yes, indeed, the... Uh, let me make sure I'm getting this right. Yes, I'm getting it right with black and stainless steel models in both 22 long rifle and 22 WMR, 22 Magnum. The Taurus has rebooted its small frame rimfire revolver line. The 942 is the same grip as their 856 line of 38 caliber wheel guns, which means that lots of grip options are already in circulation for these pint size revolvers. So it'll be available in two and three inch formats, matte black and stainless steel, alloy aluminum or stainless steel frames. All models will be double single action with a weight ranging from 17 to 25 ounces, depending on options. So the, all of them will use an eight shot. So this makes a boy, does this make a difference? I will caution you though. I have shot several 22 Magnum revolvers, and they can be vicious. A short-barreled one like this, recoil wouldn't be—it'd uh, be noticeable, but it wouldn't—it wouldn't hurt you any. But the muzzle blast, the noise that these things put out, the 22 Magnum out of a short barrel, is definitely something to write home about. And I promise you that. But I'd still like to have one with proper hearing protection to be a great little gun to shoot. Get this in a little three inch model. And, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking into this pretty seriously. It is the model 942 for those of you that may be a little bit interested in this kind of stuff. I, um, I think a lot of people, me included, and I hate to say to admit this, but I think a lot of people got a bad taste in their mouth years ago about little short revolvers. Um, training wasn't as readily available, wasn't as good, not as commonly accepted. People did so, you know, they just naturally thought that it did, that these little revolvers just didn't shoot that well. And they, you know, they were, they were belly guns is what they referred to a lot of. And, and I, I'm no exception. However, when I got my little 38, <clears throat> I sat out there on the balcony of my porch in Conyers, Georgia, and I shot, oh boy, I shot a lot out there. 
and I got to where I could, with with monotonous regularity, hit a six-inch steel plate at 65 yards with my little two-inch 38. So you know, with a little bit of little bit of practice and a little bit of uh, um, endurance, not the word I'm looking for, but it'll work for now. It um, these little guns shoot pretty well, and I, I would like to see what this 22 Magnum would do. That'd be a dang fine little gun just to, you know, throw in a backpack or something to have have with you uh, in snake country or or whatever. If you're not into, you know, if you're not where the where the bears are, I don't know if I'd be all that excited about tackling a bear with a 22 Magnum revolver. I know I should killed one with a 22 Magnum rifle, but you know, velocities are immensely higher out of that rifle, out of that 24-inch barreled rifle than out of a 3-inch barreled revolver. It's going to be a huge difference. So, you know, will it be better than a 22 revolver? Yeah. Yeah, it would. But uh, still wouldn't be a, a real great choice for game the size of small black bears. And yeah, I'm sure it would do the trick. If you were close enough and do your part, I'm sure it would work all right. Um, all right, let me check and see here. I got another notice. Let me see. I'm sorry about this. We're trying to let me check here and see. We're trying to get this cotton picking chat room to come up. And I think uh, the tinker has changed some things in the um, in the in the website that was related to the chat room and it's apparently coming up for some folks it's not coming up for me so i don't know if it's coming up for you or not but hopefully it is uh, wait 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 hold the presses hey, wait easy wait wait all right i have liftoff my chat room is back it doesn't look the same as it used to but it's uh I'm sure it's just a little glitch. It'll 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 uh, work itself out. Good deal, outstanding. Okay. All right. Well, let's get back to what we were doing here. Now that I can see my chat room, that's pretty neat. To tinker, you're awesome. I don't care what what anybody says about you. All right. Let me check and see my. Uh, chat room here South Carolina out where edge of the woods is out South Carolina is about to become our newest as of February 20th February 2nd three days ago it's about to become our newest uh, no permission required open carry state here it's not not a uh, constitutional carry but it's going to be a unrestricted and unrestricted open carry state. So this is a very good thing. You know, one bite at a time. We've got to kind of take this easy phrase. Well, he's not doing this, he's not doing that, and that's still not constitutional. Well, I, I know, I know, I know. I get that. I understand fully. Believe me. But I also understand, and you people, everybody needs to understand that none of this is going to be solved overnight. We have, geez, have we got a lot of work to do. And we should be happy with every little bit that we get. Once in a while, we're going to get kicked back a step or two. And we're going to have to work a little bit harder to regain that and try to make a little bit of headway. So South Carolina, this is headway for South Carolina. This is a good thing. So let's, uh, let's enjoy it while we can and be grateful for the little bit of progress that we're making here and there. We've come a long way, baby, from what we were 20 years ago, even even 15 years ago. Well, here's something that's been going on way too often. I'm going to have to make this the last story. We've got to go do some stuff here. This is something that's been happening way too often. It, there's uh, people have, we talked about stuff. We talked about the... Uh, guy that saw somebody shooting his cows out in his pasture here a while back we've had a tremendous amount of wild horses shot to death out here 
by Heber and Overgard, Arizona. Out in the forest, there's a there's a pretty substantial population of wild horses out there. Uh, granted, uh, the majority of them are probably feral horses that people have turned loose or they got away or whatever. But uh, there is apparently a few mustangs left out there. A lot of mustangs, Wyoming, New Mexico, uh, Montana, all up uh, in north Pacific Northwest. There's some mustangs, some actual honest to goodness, real bona fide dyed in the wool, carved in stone, wild horses whose lines go back to the conquistadors, you know, way back. And they don't go back to your to your grandfather's stud that got away here twenty five years ago. These these horses go back, you know, seven or eight hundred years ago. But anyway, that's it really has nothing to do with the story other than in San Antonio, actually in Pleasanton, Texas, there is a young girl there that is bawling her eyes out right now because someone shot her racehorse to death. Uh, as, as happened so many times, he said it wasn't just a horse; it wasn't a working horse. This was this was part of the family, and this was the, what the little thirteen-year-old girl was saying. And uh, she said she she grew up with her last nine years. The horse has been with her. She was the th- same age as me, she said. She, she was 13. She took care of me when I fell off. Uh, she would stand there and wait for me. We'd go to barrel races, and, and we ride out in the field. And she goes on and on about, um, you know, very, very sentimental um, deal here about uh, her horse. And the mother said, we are a Christian family and we believe in forgiveness, which will happen at some point. An apology goes a long ways towards that. Why am I hearing noise again? Okay, I got it stopped. So, if by any remote possibility, like I said, this is in Texas, so... Uh, concreting or mini or somebody if you happen to be sitting around the beer joint somewhere or the barbershop or whatever and hear somebody talking about this there's a few bucks in it for you there's a five thousand dollar reward for the arrest and grand jury indictment of this shooter if you can um, come up with an idea here for him anyone with information urged to call Eight. Now this is the uh, Atascosa Atascosa Sheriff's Office. Eight three zero seven six nine three four three four. Crime Stoppers offering the five thousand dollars. Their number is eight three zero seven six nine two two five five. There is also a GoFundMe account set up. Uh, for this little girl so she can get her a new horse and let's see if i can find the yeah she's already raised 5700 there's a picture of the horse here um unbelievable unbelievable but she's raised 5700 dollars so far people are generous and helping her out uh you can go if you want to help her out go to to gofundme.com and type in haley's horse H-A-Y-L-E-E apostrophe S horse. Haley's horse. Too bad. What a, what a terrible thing to happen to this little girl. I hate, I just better not get into it. I may say something here that I'm not supposed to. Okay. Well, we're a little early yet, so. Let's see if I got something hiding in here, hiding from you that I need to share with you. Bound to be something here. Kind of hard sometimes. Like I said, I'm trying to trying to maintain the show here and keep my um, campaign going. You know, I've got a. Uh, it's not a town hall meeting. It's a. Uh, it's actually a meeting with the Apache County Republican Committee. Here in about um, in about five days, and this is going to help me get uh, get on the right track. And I still need about 
Uh, well, I'm not sure how many signatures. I probably still need 150 signatures or so. But uh, it's coming along pretty quickly, so I think we'll be all right. Once I get on the ballot, then I can start worrying about other things, about campaigning in certain groups of people and, and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, and this is this is humbling, it's flattering. I, I, I No matter where I go, um, in Apache County, this part of Apache County anyway, there are people that genuinely and desperately want me to not not because maybe not because I'm Cope Reynolds, but because I'm a constitutional conservative. And they are really wanting to get some new blood in this sheriff's office. And uh, a lot of people are backing me and it's uh it's it's a wonderful thing. I think it's gonna be good. And whether or not we're gonna be successful, you know, it's 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 a long shot. But there are me and a guy named David Peelman, who is running for LD6, uh, representative of, of LD6 here in Arizona. We are the only two Republicans running in Apache County for any office at any level. So you tell me what kind of chance you think we have out there. Well, being this out, Dave Peelman is also um, a very you know, rural conservative, constitutional conservative. And we are pretty much two peas in a pod when it comes to those, uh, those issues. So if anybody can do it, folks, me and Dave Pillman can do it. Uh, I'm convinced if we can't do it this year, then it can't be done. At least not right now, but we're going to give it a shot. We're going to give it everything we got and see if we can, uh, turn things around here a little bit and change some change some things going on and uh, you know our our representatives right now uh, Democrats they're uh, they never come down to 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 our part of the state they're always up in the northern part of the state and and uh, you know nobody down here I haven't talked to one person yet unless they were you know, someone in the Apache County Republican Committee or uh, one of the uh, uh, committeemen or someone who is very involved with this, I haven't met one person that even knows their names, our representatives from the northern part of Arizona. I have not met one person. We have asked, Dave and I have asked, when we go to talk to people, we've asked a group of you know, 15, 20, 30 people at a time and just casually mentioned, do you know either of your representatives' names right now? And nobody does. Most people, believe it or not, don't even know who the sheriff is because he's never down here. When I, when I, when they, we talk about that and they say, who's the sheriff now? Are you kidding me? Are you so detached and uninvolved in your county and your in your state and in your 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 local politics that you don't know who your sheriff is? You don't know who your representatives are? Are you serious right now? This, my friends, is the problem. They don't even know what's going on. With the things are being you know jerked right out from under them, and they just step from the rug to the to the. To the linoleum, you know, they just step off one thing on another and, and let it go. Nobody has any idea. It's sad. It's frustrating. It's disappointing, downright embarrassing sometimes to see how absolutely ignorant some of these people are of their local politics. I don't mean ignorant in a bad and, and hateful way, just ignorant meaning unknowledgeable, don't have any idea what's going on. So, be that as it may, I'm going to start easing towards the door here. Go to Blue, Blue as you were, go to BrewBakerArms.com, catch their blog. They had some good stories on there, and uh, quite a few of my stories. I'm turning in one a week. Um, they're, they're one behind posting right now. There should be one way. No, maybe not. They might be caught up. But anyway, next week will be another new one on there. And uh, this is helping uh, them and, and me also 
with a little bit of a uh, little bit of recognition out there. It's a good thing. All right, I can't think of anything else I needed to share with you. So I'm going to scoot on out of here, and I will see you guys. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I can't scoot yet. I don't have my, I don't have my scooting music ready. All right, there we go. All right, I will see you Friday for Liberty Lounge, and thank you very much for joining me tonight. Good night. Well, that wraps up another edition of The Shooting Bench. Join me Monday and Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific, and again on Fridays from 7 to 10 for The Shooting Bench. Good night, and thanks for joining me. No Says it all.